Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Today's episode featuring WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. Sami Zayn's promo sparks a debate with Mark and I on fan etiquette and how this is Sami Zayn's time for a big push. Jesse White, son of wrestling legend Vader, joins us. And what is appropriate etiquette for dealing with wrestlers and asking for autographs? Mark and I discuss on today's edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Jesse, welcome to Busted Open. Thank you so much for the time. Morning, morning, morning. How's, how's everyone doing? We're great. Everything's it, good. What's going on, kid? How are you, Mark? I'm doing good, man. It was so good to see you at WrestleCon. I know. I just I turned the corner and saw you and uh, had to come over and say hello. Uh, it's been, um, it's been, been about five, six years. Yeah, it's I been. I think uh, Dallas. Dallas WrestleMania was the last time I saw you. Yeah, and and you have grown up and uh, become a real strong looking man. <laughs> I appreciate it. I you appreciate went from it. kid to you went from kid to grown up in in a short amount of time. Thank you, thank you. I don't know how we didn't get you in the ring. I'm I'm sorry. What what was that? I said, I'm, I'm, I hate, I don't know how we didn't get you in the ring. I mean, looking like, looking like you look, I want to look no, like that, you that's, when I grow up. That's your, that's your territory, man. I, I'm in your <laughs> world there. You know, Jesse, uh, we, like I said, we, we talked about the book, it's Vader time. And, and listen, you, you had a career as well. It's funny in, in the first hour of today's show, Jesse, we had Thomas Hollywood Henderson on and of course, everybody knows at one point your dad played professional po- football, played with the uh, with the Rams, and you know that was kind of the foundation of what became a amazing career for your dad. Absolutely, yeah. So he he was a uh, he was a two time All American at the University of Colorado. This was back in the uh, Big Eight, right? Mm-hmm. So he was a uh, uh, two time All uh, All American. First year was at left tackle. Then halfway through the season, he ended up getting a knee injury. His came back for his fifth season, and his fifth season they moved him down to center. And uh, you know, someone who plays offensive line—that's that's something you don't do right before you're you're uh, you know trying to get into the NFL. You don't change positions. Yeah. And uh, Matt, Dad moved down to the the middle middle there at center and uh, started handling the rock. And that's that's difficult to do, and that transition's not easy. Uh, and pops. Pops was uh, successful at it, um, and then he was looking at, uh, you know, the the Giants. I think were trying to take him at tenth overall in the first round. And uh, talk about bad timing. He was running his forty yard dash for the Giants on the pro day. This was again before the combine, before they had the 
the big production like they do now, but he was uh, running his 40 and blew his patella tendon. So, uh, wow. yeah, that, that was a very unfortunate timing. Um, still, though, however, was drafted third round to the L.A. Rams in 1978. Gosh, imagine that, like, you know, to, to have that happen on a pro day just before the draft and, and still managing to be drafted in the third round. And, you know, who knows? Maybe things would have been different. We wouldn't be – maybe we would even be talking about your father today if things would have went differently. Obviously, if he would have had a successful NFL career, maybe he would never have been a pro wrestler. And obviously, you talk about a Hall of Fame career, your dad had that as a pro wrestler. Yeah, I uh, thank thank you. I know he um, he was very very proud of his product uh, that he he put uh, forth in the ring for sure. Um, but I, I do have to agree with you. I think had the knee injury not happened, um, my dad would have had a, a eight, ten, twelve year career in the NFL for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And and you had a successful career in college playing football as well. Uh, Mark Boomer Sooner. <laughs> you don't know start. What? I, don't start. It is way too early for that. <laughs> it's way um, too yeah. early. Yeah, I was um, uh, growing up in Colorado, following my father's footsteps. I uh, I played football. I was a I was a high school all American myself. Um, ended up accepting a football scholarship to University of Oklahoma. Uh, we won three Big Twelve championships during my five year five year stay there. Um, I ended up getting diagnosed with an injury as well, um, uh, you know, similar to my father's. It wasn't knee-related. It was hip-related. Um, it came from a weightlifting accident. Um, just basically, long story short, I got some really bad hips uh, that was causing me to not be able to play football, and, and no NFL team's going to even take, take me with the injury that I had, right? They're, they're not going to invest money and time into um, my injury. So, um, yeah, my football career was cut short, unfortunately. Um, and then I, uh, I, I actually, you know, continued my father's footsteps and, and got into uh, the business we all love for, for a little bit. Yeah, how difficult was that? You know, with your father in the same thing happening, him, him getting injured on that pro day with the Giants, and then for you having such a great career with Oklahoma and having to step away from that world when you've dedicated it to football, you know, for most of your life. How difficult was that for you? Uh, it's, uh, it, it's not easy. It's, it's something not a lot of people have to go through, and, and, and that's just basically reinventing yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, and thankfully for me, my family, my mother, my father, um, they instilled in me very early on in life what what a day of hard work looks like, right? Yeah. That was my dad very early on. Like, you know, hard work is is something not everyone can do, but if you can do it, uh, you're going to be successful in life. Uh, and so I'm always very thankful for that. So it, it, it there was about, I don't know, I want to say about two years. I was just kind of figuring out. I was losing weight. I wasn't, you know, offensive line anymore, so I didn't weigh, need to weigh 280. 290 pounds so I started cutting down losing weight and trying to get healthy and I was like hey dad um you know let's let's uh let's like let's make this move and he said hey let's do it so uh him and I got together and, and, and started training that's awesome having your dad train you that must have been exciting for you I'm sure um, and your dad was trained by one of the greats too and Brad Reagan so I mean you talk about uh you know 
just being trained by the right people. You can say that about your family for sure. Oh, absolutely. And in, in the book, um, there's a great story about my dad uh, going up to Minnesota and, and training with Brad up there. Uh, I, I dev- definitely suggest everyone everyone pick up a copy of the book to read it because it's, uh, it's Leon White. It's not Vader, right? So this mm-hmm. is full power. This is Leon White. This is very first when he's getting started. And, uh, and my dad thought he maybe could toss Brad around a little bit and uh, basically – that uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, Jesse, I want to let you know that, and it's nothing that you haven't heard before, but not Vader, but Leon White, he talked about you with such sport, like I'm talking about the love of a dad that you could not believe, talking about his son, how proud he was of you, um, how good you were doing in school and um, the high hopes that he had for you. And he was glad that you had the opportunities. Like he really, really loved you and was proud of you and talked to, to us uh, all the time. We, we knew more about what you were doing than sometimes our own kids. <laughs> yeah. My, he, dad, he my was, dad was, uh, yeah, he, he, he definitely was very, very proud of me. Um, a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, especially at his service at, at his funeral um a lot of people man really really voiced to me and to everyone that his his greatest accomplishment was was being a father yeah, uh, and that's not what everyone sees and um i i can a- absolutely agree with uh everyone's opinion on that for sure but in the wrestling industry a lot of times people only uh they weren't really privy to our private lives they weren't privy to uh, who we were as fathers, as mothers, as uh, uncles, and 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 that's that's the only the people that's in that direct family. So uh, I wouldn't expect the fans to know uh, who Leon was. They just knew Vader. But uh, no, and especially with the the character that he played, right? I mean, he he was yeah, he was, a, he was a big guy. bad monster on the hill. He's not supposed to have a a, a pretty wife at home and a, and a little you know eight year old boy. Uh, he's he's not supposed to. You're not supposed to see that, right? Yeah, yeah. You were you weren't supposed to see that part of him, and <laughs> <clears throat> you know the 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 Leon White that I knew. Um, we we spent time going to the gym and working out, and he he was a lot like Jim Nanville Nightheart. He was always trying to get me to <laughs> lift something heavy to entertain him. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm not doing that. Come on, man. You know you can do it. I was like, yeah, I know I right. can, but it's gonna hurt. He's like, no, just just this one time. Just and it seemed like like Jesse, it would turn into like three days on the road just one time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so by the end of the he week, was, uh... I'm sore. I'm tired, and I haven't even wrestled yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I, we all we are we we love big nasty. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. And and you know, we keep mentioning the book. It's Vader time. You know, the story of a modern day gladiator. You know, what did you think of the book? What, you know, tell me about the process when you found out about this project, and and what do you think of the final product? So, you know, first I want to start off by thanking Kenny Casanova. He's the ghostwriter of the book. He's written a few autobiographies for a few different wrestlers now: Beefcake, Kamala. Um, from my family to his, I, I have to give him a huge thank you. Uh, reason being is he was, he was put in a very unique situation. 
Um, this book started about four years ago, okay? Um, and it was with my father and Kenny. I wasn't involved at all in any way, shape, or form. Um, and then my father's, you know, he was diagnosed with a congestion of heart failure, and the doctor gave him two years to live, right? And the book was honestly done at that point. But we hadn't gone through and did the final edits, right? We hadn't gone through and, and crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's, if you will. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so Kenny had to basically just be very patient and, and you know, kind of sit back. He wanted to get the project done because obviously, you know, as, as an artist, if you will, you want to get your project out there and have people read it. But you know, my my dad's not ready right now. The, you know, our attention's elsewhere. It's it's more focused on my health. And then so he had to take a take a seat back and then uh, you know unfortunately um during that time my father had passed away um about three weeks after he passed away i get a call from kenny and um he said hey man i want to get this out here i was like cool send me a copy of what you have and and if you don't mind man we we got to start over you know like i i got to start from ground zero and i don't think he was he was ready for that um and again, he was very patient. And him and I went through the book again three separate times and, and edited it and tweaked it and changed it. So for Kenny, this has been a four-year project. For me, it's been about a year. Um, yeah, about a year project. And um, yeah, so it, it's for for the fans listening, I want everyone to realize like this book was done and this is my father's thoughts, right? Um, this isn't just me doing this after the fact. I added a few, you know, stories that Kenny didn't know, um, and you know, we 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 took a few things out as well um, that I didn't necessarily feel that were, we wanted in there. So, but for the for the majority of the book, this is my father's thoughts, and this is what he wanted his fans to read. Um, and then then the title itself was the story of a modern day gladiator, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we think back to Julius Caesar days and how we had, you know, the the Coliseum and how we just threw threw big men in there and they, they had to fight and entertain, right? And they fought to the death. You know, what what we do now in professional wrestling, what what is it really, what's different, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's a life on the road and away from your family and just, I mean, you, they're, they're killing themselves now, right? And and it's, it's, it's crazy, right? But it's, it's so... You guys love the business so much, it's what you're going to do for your life. And, and my father, he, he viewed himself as a, you know, uh, a 2000s modern-day gladiator, because that's what he was. Well, um, You know, the year he passed away, he was still in, in, in Japan, um, you know, uh, having a match with Fujinami. <laughs> It's 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 yeah. It's like it's 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 almost like the mafia. Once you're in, you can't get out, and you know, and, and no, and, and you love it. Yeah, you love it. That's the thing. It's in your blood. Yeah, absolutely, and and that uh, that adrenaline rush and and going and entertaining people. It's man. I mean, did he he love entertaining people? That that was he was a larger in life character, and that was his thing. Uh, I mean, wouldn't we would be in a. We'd still just go to the gym. Um, and Dow Ward, I mean, obviously you're familiar with that uh, location, Mark, Dow Ward. Um, yeah. He'd, he'd walk in there and, and still just be, you know, like he's uh, his his entrance music just hit and he just walked into the uh, arena, you know. Yeah. It, that's, that was him. <laughs> and and the boys loved it. And so he, he loved it, man. So he loved the, he loved business and loved this business. And, um, yeah, that was uh, – 
that was how we came with the title of the book. And it also, when you when you mention that, and you're describing, you know, the modern day gladiator, and you're so right. But you know, in the book, you read about his training, like we talked about before. And then I I remember him when he wrestled in the AWA, and then his first, I guess, quote unquote, feud being with Bruiser Brody. When you get trained the way he did, and then you're and then you're thrown into the ring with Bruiser Brody, you better be a modern day gladiator. Yeah, you, you're going to have to learn real quick, right? Yeah. Um, and it's actually yeah. shout-out to Rob Naylor. Rob is the one that pointed this out to me. Um, my dad was, was known to be uh, a little little stiff at times in the ring, and, and rightfully so, a 400-plus-pound man. Uh, you need to make sure everything looks snug and, and make sure you, you're proud of the product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the training yes was Brad Brad up in, in Minnesota but when he finally got in the ring the first people that he was really in the ring with was Bruiser Brody and, and Stan Hansen and and if you want to talk about you're, you're gonna have to learn real quick <laughs> those those two people man they they weren't uh, they weren't light in any uh, any sense of the word you know what I mean not and, at all um, so my dad that's that's just he thought that's how it was supposed to be was oh like i if i'm getting hit like this i need to hit someone else like this right and then all of a sudden he's getting in the ring and it's not bruiser or not stan and and you know you get get some people complaining here and there and he's like what do you mean i'm getting hit like this <laughs> yeah you're, you're right because you look at the awa and how diverse that company was at the time you had the stan hansons and the bruiser brodies and then you had you know the marty Janettis and the Shawn michaels of the world and there's a huge disconnect I'm sure in the in the training leading up to them stepping into the ring. Oh, it's it's a it's a circus act, man, right? And and it's just you have a different attraction for different reasons, yep. different flavors of ice cream. Um, it's all good. It's all good. All has its own purpose. I heard Bradshaw tell some stories about uh, being in Japan with Stan and when your dad came and. Man, it was it was a rough time, and you didn't want to you didn't want to be different than what was already happening over there. You didn't want to come over and regress. So uh, the reputation of Stan being who he was dictated every American that went over there after him. So right. your your dad had to go in and be exactly what they were, and. Uh, there was, you know, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Anybody that complained, they can go to hell because um, <laughs> our business is a, is a business of perseverance and being tough and sucking it up and going. And, you know, nobody did that more than your dad. You know how many injuries he had? His, his heart surgery was his 53rd surgery. Wow. 53rd. So, um, yeah, Absolutely. Well, Jesse, I, I know time is short for you, and we appreciate the time that you've given us. And we, I mean, we could talk to you for hours because there's so many stories. And, and reading these books, there's so many stories. So we're going to have to get you on again at some point when Absolutely. you have more time. But the name of the book, it's Vader Time, the story of a modern-day gladiator and, and sharing some of these amazing stories. And, again, this is a must-buy. So anyone listening to this show right now, definitely go out and get yourself a copy. And... Jesse, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, my friend. Thank you. To everyone listening, um, VaderTime.com. You can go grab a copy of uh, the fa- my, my, my father's uh, autobiography.
All right. Again, Jesse White, Vader's son, joining us. And thanks again, man. Have an awesome weekend. And, you know, Jesse was absolutely fantastic and and some yeah. really good stories, Mark. And, and think and about proud, that. And just proud of his dad. He should be. And he should be because he was special. He was one of the great ones. And uh, it's, it's a... It's a. It's always a horrible thing to lose somebody, but when that person was your idol and your hero and your number one, uh, it it had to be really hard on him to be able to finish this book and and get it out. I mean, there's a lot there, Mark. Think about it. You have you know Leon White, you know, projected to be a first round draft pick. The Giants are thinking of taking you at number ten in the draft, and on your pro day you get injured. And all of a sudden you go from being a top 10 pick to going in the third round. And those, that injury is going to linger throughout your football career. But you know what? That could probably defeat a lot of people. I I mean, I mean, think about that. You know, you trained your whole life to be a professional football player and it's taken away from you. And you know what he did? He went and became one of the best pro wrestlers of all time. Of all time. I mean, and, you know, and he does, as as Jesse said, Vader, you know, had that reputation of wrestling stiff. But think about it. You're trained by Brad Reagans. The first person who hires you is Vern Gagne. And your first two feuds in a wrestling ring is Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen. I mean, you talk about the school of hard knocks. I mean, that's a perfect example of that, Mark. Oh, yeah. And and the history speaks for itself. Leon was champion. He battled. Everybody that he battled was somebody. You talk about Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen and The Undertaker and Kane and myself. And the list goes on uh, of guys that he main evented with. I mean, I, these are all main events. Yep. This is not mid-card stuff. This is not like opening the show. This is Vader being Vader and uh, the guy, Leon White, uh, the pro football player that turned wrestler, was somebody before wrestling. I mean, like he was he was he was a special guy. He was. And 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 in the book, too, is he explains that story in that match with Ron Simmons. When Ron Simmons became, you know, the first, and we talked about this in our show about the greatest African American yep. wrestlers of all time, that moment when he became a world champion, and he said it was the big, the loudest crowd reaction he had ever heard. There's some, I mean, really, I can't recommend this book enough. Again, it's Vader time, the story of a modern day gladiator, and just hearing from his son. And there's stories, uh, you know, that he shares about his dad in here. And think about that. The, think about the project. Your dad's writing a book, has a ghostwriter. He's writing a book and then passes on. And then you take over the project and you add more to it. I mean, just a phenomenal job. And we appreciate Jesse White joining us. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the SiriusXM app. You're a loser if you're not going to listen to this next interview because this is somebody that I've wanted on this show for a long time. And making her debut on Busted Open and also making her debut this weekend for MLW Fusion as executive producer. And I'm not even going to say she's the most dangerous woman in the world of pro wrestling. She is the most dangerous personality 
in the world of pro wrestling. And that is our Preach. guest right Preach. now is Selena De Laurenta. And Selena, thank you De so much for the time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to I'm happy about being here with Mark. I really like surrounding myself with successful and intelligent people, but I guess you're okay, David. Wow. <laughs> yes! Burying me on yes. my own show. <laughs> yes. Nothing how is makes how you how your knee doing? My knee is, is pretty good. It's doing better. I'm hopefully I'm gonna be able to train soon. Okay. Yeah. Well, I figured that it was it was it was healing up because of how you look. You look really good. You're looking strong again. And I can see that you're training, so I figured that the, the leg was better. Well, thank you for sure. My leg is feel, it's feeling better. I've been doing rehab for about a year now. Because so the last time we well. spoke at WrestleMania, uh, you were telling me that you, you had that, that injury and uh, you wanted to be 100%. And um, I'm, I'm so happy that, um, that I got to meet you uh, during that time. Fun. That was the first time I ever met you. Yeah, I remember. You gave me a lot of good feedback, and it helped me a lot. So I've been working hard with everything you've told me. Well, I hope you have a lot of time for this this morning because we're going to take you for a long time because there's since this is the first time that you've been on the show, we have a lot of questions for you this morning. I figured. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you have a lot of questions? I'm kind of a trending topic in wrestling this week. Yes. You definitely are. And first and foremost, you do have some exclusive news for the Busted Open Nation, and that is that you've reconstructed your MLW deal, and you're now exclusively doing business with MLW. That's correct. Um, I, I signed with MLW when I started, but I've, I have renegotiated my deal, I would say, two, two times already, and I hope that I can keep doing business with MLW because – they really have opened the doors for me, and the definite, I'm, I'm invested. This is definitely my family, and my the the best career and the best opportunity that that I could have come across. You know, and and I have to give you a lot of credit, and this isn't just BS. Uh, you know, I've I've talked about you on this show before, and I've talked very highly of MLW. And you mentioned buzz. There's a lot of buzz around MLW but I mean first of all I mean you've been it seems like you've been in the business for a while and you're you're super young you're going for your PhD you speak three different languages I mean I mean not only are you beautiful you're super intelligent as well well thank you it looks like you can use your brain yeah, yeah. I, I I can at times. I, I I've been known to do that at times. I'm I'm surrounded by two smart people and uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing right now to, I'm doing my best right now not to call Bubba and say that I know that Selena has put you up to bashing Dave because this is the only time that I feel like Dave gets bashed is when Bubba's on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and let me just say this. If, if Bully Ray was hosting today and Selena was making the comments that she's making right now. Oh, he'd be on the floor. Oh, my. No, he'd be joining in. It would be just a complete burial for me for 20 minutes. But, Mark, I'm glad it's you, not only because I don't get buried, but that the focus is on who it should be, and that's Selena De La Renta. And that's her. Yes, know. exactly. And her talent. Yes. And and I, I, I said that when I met her. I was like, you know, you, you've got it. Like, she, she understands what it is to be a heel. And it's not just 
a look. It's not just, you know, your talent in the ring. You have to have that extra thing that makes people look at you and go, wow, uh, I want to hear what this person's got to say. Mm-hmm. And knowing now knowing that she's working on a Ph.D. and that she speaks three languages, those are things that I did not know that I know now. And it doesn't surprise me because the conversation that I had with her was so uh, at an intellectual level that I knew that she wasn't just an average person. And uh, I think that, you know, you saying those things and letting everybody know is uh, is a good thing because wrestling is, 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 is smart people. It's people to understand psychology. And Selena, you you uh you you're not gonna be working in production and producing, like was that always a dream for you? Uh well, it wasn't really my dream to be an executive producer. I didn't even know that I had that opportunity when I first even got interest in professional wrestling. I originally my first dream was to become a screenwriter, and that's what I, what I moved to to do in Florida. I lived in Puerto Rico 17 years, and I dreamt to be a screenwriter my whole life and I started studying film and that's how I came across reality TV and the show Total Divas and that's how I discovered wrestling so I got interested more and more and I wanted to find out why were they hot women fighting on TV and why were they stars and why were they famous and how did it happen and I started looking more into wrestling and looking for a school and started training and I realized that there's this entire professional wrestling world that I could develop in and do everything that I like. As I like performing arts and I like sports. So I wanted to do it. That, that seemed to me like the perfect combination of everything. And I, I knew that I wanted to be a professional wrestler, but I didn't know that I could do so much more. So I'm really grateful that I met Corbauer and Mr. St. Laurent because they gave me the opportunity to do different things and make history with um, professional wrestling and MLW. Well, you know, the, go ahead, go Mark. Ahead. No, go well, ahead, this Mark. Is the, this is the time of the women's movement, and women's wrestling is elevating at a level that uh, we can't even quantify. Um, court is, like, jumping the charge, like putting – helping a, a woman get in a position to do things that is not happening in other companies. And uh, do you feel like um, uh, you're a trailblazer? Um, I, can you use another word? Because I don't know that one. That, that, you're, that you're one of the founded, like somebody that's... that's Setting uh, a new path. for Setting a yeah. new path. You know, running run run point and doing stuff that other women haven't done. I'm, I mean, I'm... Yes. Yes, I understand that. Um, definitely. Well, I have the opportunity that I became the first ever female Spanish commentator in professional wrestling, and I'm also the first um, female executive producer to produce an American show. So that definitely that is a new path, and I hope that my story, my story inspires other women to want to be want to be like me and pers- represent the company and run and and be the face of something. And I feel I feel like um, with with the help that I'm getting and the exposure, I'm going to be able to inspire many many people. You know, both you and Mark mentioned the name Court Bauer. Court Bauer has been a guest on our show several times, and 
talk about his, you know, what he has done for your career, you know, how he got you involved with MLW and, and just the role that Court Bauer has played in your career so far. Well, uh, I tell him all the time that he's the best boss I've ever had. And I met him when I was not known anywhere. I was just doing local indie shows and trying my best to, to be, to get known, to get to be known. And, when he met me, he said, I need you to trust me. I'm going to lead you in the, in the right direction, but I need you to trust me and listen. And he kind of gave me the skeleton of how, of how I should do things. But, um, it, it, but, but he, he didn't tell me, um, you have to do this, you have to do that or nothing. He just said, this is how it's done, and it's up to you if you want to develop. And if you put in your part, then I'll put my part in then it can turn out to be an amazing thing. And I think that's exactly what happened. You know, when you look at, and, and again, you're going to be executive producer for this Saturday night show. You can catch MLW Fusion every Saturday night at 9 p.m. on BN Sports. And it, it is one of my favorite shows of the week when it comes to pro wrestling. You know, some things have happened over the course of the last few weeks. You know, low-key dropping that championship to Filthy Tom Lawler, and Filthy Tom Lawler is kind of the top dog with MLW right now. I mean, that's got to get under your skin. Yeah, that's quite annoying. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm, I don't like it, but not because I like it. I'm just going to sit back and take it. I definitely, definitely have a strategy to get my championship back. And I hope that you keep watching the show, David, so you can see how I retain my, I mean, recover what belongs to me. Yeah, and, and I'm sure you will. But this new role for you, because you are the executive producer for this Saturday night show on BN Sports, you know, talk about getting involved as being the executive producer and what fans can expect this Saturday night. Well, as the executive producer, I get to call the shots to pick the colors, to pick the catering, the music, everything. And I promise you that everything is going to be better. Because if I do it, it's going to be fantastic. And everything I do is great. I can't, I can't say I've, I, mean, I, I don't, because it's true. I'm sure there's going to be a big Latin feel to what we're going to see on Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. I get to be the puppet master. And we know I like to be in control. Yeah, that's, that's got to be a great feeling to oh, uh, speaking, to be able to go ahead. Okay, sorry, sorry. Speaking of control, um, I remember that David it was in Philly. That's right. That's right. I, 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 I was in I was in Philly for that. Yes. And you were trying to get back in the locker room, and 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 I'm just wanting to let you know that you shouldn't abuse your power as press to try and get into my locker room and spy. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. Don't start rumors, Selena. That is not true. That is unfair. I had my lovely wife, Violetta, with me. I would never try to sneak into the locker room at all. And I never? did not, I did not Dave, try I to do that in film. I'm going to have to think differently about you now if you didn't try. <laughs> Speaking of your wife. You should stop sending me those emails. I'm not going to be your fourth, fifth, sixth, what is it, seventh wife? Seventh, seventh wife? <laughs> First Come of on, all, David. Violetta is my third wife. 
People make mistakes, right? I mean, I, who knows? Low key might be your mistake with MLW. Sometimes. No, no, no. Mentioning low key might be your mistake. He could kick your head off. <laughs> Mentioning my, my ex wives might be a big mistake, too. It's, I've been married three times. Don't you know the third time is a charm? Third time is for love, Selena? Come on, haven't you ever heard that? No, I don't believe in that. That's an American thing. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. Wow. How do I I recover from that? Well, you can't. You You, You you don't. You can just just try and get better. You just got to let, you just got to let me handle it and... Please do, Mark. <laughs> Go just, right ahead. Just drop Mark, off I into this. Don't feel bad for you. Don't feel bad for me. I mean, you know, I it's, it's next to him. You know what? Dave is actually a pretty cool guy, and yeah. you know, we we <laughs> all we all make our mistakes, and apparently he has made one with you. And, In all and, fairness, uh, I do I do believe that Dave is a nice person. I was even considering going to to the studio myself, but. But then again, he has bad hygiene, and I don't think he knows what deodorant is. Oh, my God. And I've been Dave, a fan of this. Yes, I do. I wear Old Spice. I wear Old oh. Spice everything. Old Spice is amazing. Yep. Old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, all I've done is praise Selena Taylorenta for the last year and a half, and then she comes on the first time. I've been begging Alex Metz to book her, been begging Court Bauer to have her on the show, and she's completely buried me for the last 20 minutes. Mark. Well, you know what they say, right? You like saying, so be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Okay. Be careful, sir. Well, I'm glad we had her on. Miss Selena, I, I tell you what, I, I have a long time admired your work, and I, I hope to see that you attain everything that you want to attain in this business, uh, not just in the ring, but out of the ring and behind the scenes. I, I, I tell people all the time, don't don't just look for the job in front of the camera. Look for the job behind the camera, and you've been able to do that, and I admire that, and I, I praise your work ethic. And I know what it takes to get there because I, I've, I've I've navigated that world, and uh, I look forward to seeing what you're going to do in our near future. Well, thank you so much. I definitely am excited that I get to that I get to be in the front of this and uh, everything how it's come to play. I really I really am happy and excited that I get to showcase my abilities through a different field. In- and good and good luck this weekend. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's Selena, really quick. What matches can we expect this weekend for MLW Fusion on Saturday night? Well, this weekend we have a double main event. We have L.A. Park versus Pentagon Jr. Um, we have Loki versus Daga Part 2. Last time, if you don't remember, Loki almost ripped off Daga's ear. So um, oh, we're here to dismember him. And Iho the L.A. Park is going to be facing Gringo Loco. Kenny Powers want to be Gringo Loco. All right, look forward to that. No filthy Tom Lawler on the card on Saturday? Um, no, thank you. I, I think we're good. Interesting. We can take a vacation, like, permanently. <laughs> well, uh, despite what you feel about me and my personal life and how I am on the radio, I'm obviously my hygiene. I'm a huge fan, and I'm really looking forward to the show on Saturday night. Of course you are. Thank you. Okay, Selena De Laurenta, Mark joins the show. Um, very, uh, 
I don't know how to saucy. put it. Yeah, so a little, yeah, a little, yeah, a little saucy, a little, a little salty, saucy. Too, a little salty too. You figured she'd be in a good mood because she's executive producer for the show Saturday MLW Fusion on BN Sports at 9 p.m. But uh, but you gotta let a heel be a heel. Yeah, I mean maybe this week's show might be one I might pass on, being that uh, she's the executive producer for this show. Maybe I'll just wait till our champion is back the week after. Just me, just me. It's- just maybe. Just me. Just maybe. All right. We'll see. I'm going to check it out. I know you will. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, uh, you know, listen, Selena Del Orenta is amazing. So there's not much she can say that would make me stop uh, enjoying her work. No, not at all. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Obviously, Sami Zayn's the heel and wouldn't sign an autograph for a young child at the airport. But listen to what the man said. You know, a small child at an airport at 4 a.m. in the morning. Probably not yeah. the best place for a child to be. At on four a school o'clock, night. On a, on a school night. On a school night. And and I, 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 I listened to Sammy's banter and... The people are now sitting and listening like they're in church. They're not a wrestling audience. They're an audience. And they're listening to him. And they're learning from him. And he is the best promo in wrestling today. There is no one close. Wow. Sammy is he is he is given an opinion that is so polarizing that you have to sit there and listen. Even if you disagree, people are sitting and they're not clapping. They're not booing and hissing unless he prompts them to. They're sitting there like, wow, he's right. And he's like, you you point your fingers at me and at wrestling. And you expect us to kowtow to every little thing that you do. And when somebody says no, you pout. And you send your kids to the airport. And I've seen it, Dave, 10,000 times. Wow. I've been at the airport 5 o'clock in the morning, groggy, half awake, trying to get on a plane to go home to your family. And mom and dad and uncle, auntie, grandma, grandpa are in the airport with the kids pushing them towards you. Go, go, go. Like, you know, he's not going to he's not going to bite. Oh, I heard it all. And I I was telling you in the break. I was in Columbus, Ohio. It was snowing outside. It's probably like 25 degrees, 30 degrees. And this guy's got this baby rolled up, coddled up and I'm sh- this baby is less than a year old. And I'm angry. I'm like, man, what are you doing? Why are you out here? And if it wasn't for Natty Nightheart, I might have went to jail. Because I was starting to lose it. I said, you need to take your baby home, man. Like, go somewhere. Like, this is not, it's snowing out here. This is after the show. I'm angry. And Natty's like, Mark, relax. Come on, come on. I was like... You know what? I'm calling 911. I'm calling the police. If you don't leave, I'm calling the police. 
And Sammy is bringing these points and these things in wrestling that nobody is talking about. He's like, yeah, I'm happy. My life is great. But you want me to be miserable like you are because misery loves company. Like when he points up, when he, he says those things, that's not everybody. You can't generalize a stadium full of 20,000 people, but it hits home to a bunch of them. <laughs> the things that he's saying is hitting home and people are sitting there. You can tell who he is affecting because the people that are wrestling fans feel uncomfortable. They're like, ah, they, they feel like I felt when Selena <laughs> DeLorento was talking to you. Awkward. It's uncomfortable. It's very <laughs> awkward. And 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 I love it. And it's that's the entertaining side of what he's doing. And I hope that he continues to do that. But more than anything, you cannot put Sami Zayn in the ring with another heel. Or with another with a with a baby face. Because I feel like he is a baby face. You have got to put a polarizing heel in a situation with Sami Zayn. And that's going to be... Sammy, Sammy is doing Steve Austin-type promos. Steve Austin was not going to the ring trying to make the fans feel good. He wasn't going to the ring going, hey, guys, get behind me. I'm your guy. No. Steve Austin was about Steve Austin. Sami Zayn is about Sami Zayn. He's going to get his point across, and you're going to listen. And he's going to laugh, and he's going to fall down on the ground, and he's going to roll around. He's going to get up, and he's going to give you some more. And I think it's the most interesting thing on television right now. We have guys with titles. We have shakeups, the women's movement. And the thing that moves me the most is Sami Zayn's promos because they're real. And not only are they real, but the crowd is starting to understand that Sammy is not just your atypical wrestler. He is something more than that. And now it's time to put the machine behind him and let him ride because it is interesting as hell. Now's his time, Mark. Yeah, I now, love it, man. You know what? So intellectual. I mean, you, you listen to it. And it's funny how per perception is reality. You know, the WWE is having the perception that probably the two biggest heels right now is Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, if you really think about it. Both are great on the microphone. And what are both doing? They're both speaking the truth. You have Daniel Bryan on the microphone talking about, hey, you know what? You shouldn't eat this. You shouldn't eat that. You know, this is bad for the environment. And then you, and, and he's hated. And then you have Sami Zayn. And again, until you brought it up, Mark, the facts of that story was lost on me. All I thought about was a young child asked for an autograph and the young child was crying. But if you really dig deep into what he said in that promo, yeah, at 4 a.m. on a school night at the airport. Like, why is a young child at the airport at 4 o'clock in the morning asking for autographs? And might I add to this, Dave, a lot of times the kids don't want to be there. They're being forced and coerced to make you feel guilty 
into doing something rather than doing it out of love and doing it out of appreciation for that kid supporting you. Like parents, I'm telling you, listen to Sami Zayn. He is giving you words of wisdom and I'm loving every minute of it because sometimes it, it applies. Most of the time it applies and he's going to go above and beyond the call of duty because he's just a bad guy. But the content of what he's saying, that's, that's, that's where the meat on the bone is. Yeah, it's it's tremendous. He's doing amazing work, and hopefully he's going to get that push, Mark, like you talked about, because I think now is his time. Speaking of bad guys, Selena De Laurenta. We're going back and forth on social media, Mark, and she goes, keep watching the show, not just not from the locker room, with a little, you know, finger wave and emoji. And I said, you know what? The show and you are too damn good not to watch tagging MLW because I love the MLW product. And she had to have the last word. She goes, back to kissing ass. You're good at that. Impossible not to like and love at the same time. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open podcast with the wells fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need that means you earn two percent cash rewards on what you want like season tickets to watch your favorite team and two percent cash rewards on what you need like paying for parking that's the beauty of the active cash credit card it's ready when you are with unlimited two percent cash rewards the wells fargo active cash credit card that's real life ready Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.